0: God is good. Well, I didn't know we were doing that. And all the time. <laughs> oh, man, I did not grow up in the church. There was all, all, always these like callbacks of, like, everybody knows what's going on, and I don't. And so, man, as, if, if you are a guest or you're new to this church thing, and you're figuring out this when to stand and when to sit and when do I sing and when do I talk, when do I say... Eh, amen. Which, when I'm preaching, feel free to say that as much as you want. Uh, yeah. Thank you. There we go. And you have a mask on, so you have to do it louder. So, um, yeah. I just want to say, if you're new to this faith thing, we see you, and uh, it can be feel like you, it's hard to get uh, your head around all this. But this is what I want you to know: that God loves you. He has a place for you, and if you're here, you are a part of our family. Amen. amen. There we go. Uh, well, what uh, Yeah, what? What a week we just had. <laughs> and it's not done. And it's still going on. There is a range of emotion from... Uh, oh, first, I would just like to say, I'm Chris. I'm the uh, associate pastor here. I've been here for three years. October 29th was my three-year anniversary. So um, that was fun. Yeah, this is... Uh, this has been great. And uh, I loved my last church. And when I left, I said, I can't imagine loving people like I loved my last church. And um, I can honestly say, I love you guys. You guys are my family here. So um, yeah, well, as we we move into our time, I want to recognize that there is a range of emotion in the room right now as we process not just The uh, election that took place, right? There was a whole stream of stuff that led up to that, a whole process. Some of us may be elated over the results. Our vision for the good of humanity has finally been fulfilled and whatever happened. Um, Some of us may be angry as our outcomes were not fulfilled. Others others of us are numb or checked out. We just want to avoid it and wake me up in, I don't know, three years. I don't know. (laughs) Um, This season leading up to the election, I think we can all agree has left a wake of mistrust, a wake of quarreling and broken relationships as we all process our hopes and visions for how we should proceed as a country. Everybody has an opinion about how we should do this thing. And so it, it, it just makes sense. As, as we've moved throughout a decision and not everything's done yet, the courts are involved now and it's a mess, but we can understand why that would be difficult for us. And you may have seen, we added an extra song to our worship because we believe worship is like a bomb to our soul. It's saying, God, I don't know and I just want to receive whatever you may have. And so that I would encourage you if you don't know what to do with your uh, emotions right now, that the posture of prayer and worship is never a bad bet. That's always a good spot to be able to go to. Um, so I have a few thoughts for us. This is going to be a really practical sermon. I've got four things um, for, uh, for us to be able to do after the uh, election. So uh, we're going to be in Titus chapter 3. You can follow along inside of your Bible or it'll be up on the screen here. Paul, speaking to Titus, he has some helpful, helpful instructions for us today as we move forward here. It says, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. I love God's word. Paul's words through Titus written thousands of years ago are reaching into time because they are fueled by the Spirit of God. Just like they were for that people then, they are for us now. So as we come to this, this is a, this is a big ask for us to be gentle and uh, humble. Paul's in- instructions are followed by a reminder of why we can walk in a posture of gentleness and hope in the midst of a pretty charged eh, environment. Because it's hard. But we have a reason. If we follow Jesus, all, all of us have a reason how we can walk in gentleness and hope. We're going to read verse 3 through 8, and let's read it together, because we're all in the room here now. So... Three, two, one, go. Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good, These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Amen. God has rescued us. If you're hearing my words right now, if you're in the room or if you're online, know this. God is redeeming all things. Whatever your eyes, whatever your spirit is telling you right now, your thoughts, your minds, you have to know this. That God is a redeemer. That God is redeeming all things. No system of government, no leader, no reform can do the necessary work that is needed for the redemption of humanity. Nothing, no one, nowhere. Jesus gets to be king because he is king. That's who God is and he is redeeming all things. And so as we think about this, we just read out these words of what God has done inside of our life we can have hope for the world because if you're sitting in this room right now, it is because the Holy Spirit has enlivened you. If you have faith in Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit has revealed something to you. God has redeemed you. If you're listening to my words online, it's because God has a plan for you and wants to redeem you. And so as we read these words, we can look at what God has done and bolster faith for what he will do. God has redeemed you. So we're just gonna take a minute of silence and I want you to close your eyes and I want you to answer these two questions in your soul right now. It's what has God rescued you from? Think about where you've come from. Where did God grab you out of? And who were you before Jesus redeemed you? We're gonna take about a minute of silence here and let the Lord speak. Jesus is king. That's who Jesus is. And he is still working right now. Just as he's redeemed you, he is at work to redeem the whole world. This is where our hope lies. So in light of that, in light of that, what does God have for us today? What do we do? As we process everything that has gone on, how do we move our hopes from From what may have been or any turmoil or heartache, how do we come back as brothers and sisters in Christ and realign our hearts with what Jesus has for us? And here are Paul's instructions for us today. He says, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. So I have four things. The first is submit. So today you may be celebrating what took took place. Today you may be frustrated. Paul calls all of us to submit to the governing authorities. And I want to I want I want to make something abundantly clear. We don't blindly submit to authority but only to the extent that the government's laws are good and not calling us to transgress our own morality. God is our first king. So if we're asked to do something that is against what what God has called us to a moral law, sure Jesus is king. But everything else we can submit, we can lay it because God is in control. Uh, God is our first king. And if you're struggling with this, if you see what's going on and you see yourself wrestling and you feel yourself posting and you feel the anxiety rising in your soul, that's not what God has for you. Jesus gives us peace. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're not experiencing that, I would encourage you, the best way to learn to submit and honor others is through prayer. Is through prayer. I would encourage you to devote this week to pray for our governing uh, authorities. Why? Because so much of this process is out of our control right now. You may have news media getting you fired up that thinking you have a role to play at this point and you don't outside of prayer. We've done our part. Votes have been cast. We have participated by, by voting, and now the various offices are, in our world are sorting out what the results are. Prayer strips us of the notion that we are in ultimate control because we are not. Trying to control what is not ours to influence is exhausting. I mean, think back a year. Think back... Uh, Uh, What would this have been? What month is it? I don't even know. (laughs) Uh, Think back to November 2019. This is before the pandemic. This is before everything had gone on. Before what the summer was. You were exhausted then. Man, what God has called us to, what God has called us to be able to influence is a full plate. Why would we rob what God has called us to by trying to have influence over things that are not ours, that we don't actually control? When we submit, we, we don't say this is good or this is bad, we say you are God and I'm going to lay it at your feet. It removes that heavy burden from your shoulders. That's what submission does. Prayer reminds us that we bend a knee to Jesus and we cede control of our lives over to him as his rightful places as king. I would encourage you, pray not only for our soon-to-be president, whoever, however this whole thing shakes out, but our governor, our country, our prospective mayors, all of those that are choosing to serve us during this time. Prayer strips us of our motives and our desires and ultimately our control as we pray for God's kingdom to burst forth. Because as we said, God's kingdom is the only thing redeeming things. So we pray for God's kingdom to burst forth. This week, if you are a part of a community group, you'll have a chance to be able to experience a prayer experience that, that will take you to the Psalms and guide you through prayers that will, will have you catch a glimpse to see what God is doing during this, this time. It's bigger. Our world wants to, wants to make our vision for what could be so small. Man, but God is exploding that and showing us that he can do all things, and so uh, you'll have a chance to be able to experience that during your group. If you're not a part of a group, head to uh, nhgroups.org and you can uh, read right along with that. Set aside some uh, time and go for a drive and pull up and uh, you, you can journal your prayers out too. Two, God has called us to do good. Did you know that you were created to, to do good? That God's word says that he has good works that he prepared in advance for you? It can be tempting. Look, look, I get it. It can be tempting after last week to think that our highest influence on this world was, was a vote. Brothers and sisters, the tip of the spear of our influence comes in how we love our neighbor, who God has put in our lives. That is our biggest influence on this world. Jesus spent most of his time with these 12 people that would go on to transform the world. You have an influence, and so do good. I would encourage you this week as a reminder to both yourself and the world that is is watching how we process this, and just to remind us, the world is watching Christians. We should be able to deal with our... uh, uh, with our happiness or our, or our disappointment, we should be able to deal with infighting well because we have the hope of the world. People are watching us. I would encourage you to do something good this week. Last week, our, our food pantry served 159, I think is what Trish said. That, that is mind-boggling. You're like DoorDash, but people don't have to pay for it. I mean, think of how cool of a job that is. You drop off food and hope to people's front doors. I would encourage you, do good this week. Remind yourself your influence is in how you love other people. Sign up. iNewHope.org. Jump on there and sign up. Maybe you can't do that. Take a neighbor a plate full of cookies. If you live in Kaiser, you want to bring me cookies, I'll give you my address, okay? Oatmeal raisin is garbage. Chocolate chip is preferred. Thank you. All right. That's something we can all get behind. That's right. I'm sure there's comments in the Facebook feed right now. (laughs) How dare you talk about raisins like that. Uh, Yeah, take a neighbor a plate full of cookies. Pass out socks to our homeless population here. Your influence is much bigger than a ballot. Don't let our world shrink you. Your influence is way bigger than that. Three, take a break. Doesn't that sound good? Just take a deep breath. You all sucked your mask into your hand. I know. Take a break. Over the past few weeks, you may have been tempted to discuss and influence those around you and the decisions that were voted on. Guys, take a break. Maybe unplug. Sign out of social media for the week. Take a break from all. I mean,. I'm preaching this right now, literally last night I got into a conversation with a family member and got about halfway through and I'm like, I don't like talking about this, I'm done. (laughs) I would encourage you, take a break. Paul invites us to avoid quarreling and slander. You know what quarreling looks like in your life. You know you say the thing that's going to get that you're just poking a bee's nest. And you know what that, what that is and you know what that feeling is. I would encourage you, avoid that. Paul is instructing us here to avoid quarreling and slander. Slander is when you, uh, is when you propagate something that, that, that isn't true as if it was. So many things are flying around on social media right now. I would encourage you, if you don't know something for 100%, do not forward it. Hold back and just let, let's see how everything shakes out because we're called, we, we don't want to cross over into slander. We want to say what is true. Okay, um, yeah, so take a break. Your witness to the world is much bigger than a political ideology. It is how you love and care for other people. So this week, refrain from commenting on anybody's social media about anything political. Quarreling's not just in person. It's online as well. And we tend to say things online that we would never say to people's face. So I would encourage you, just let this week sit. Take a break. And lastly, be gentle and show humility. Uh, There are those who may be elated over the outcome of last week. I would encourage you, now's not the time to rub it in other people's face. Or if things shake out and things change, this is not us versus them. This is our brothers and sisters in Christ. Other people who are outside of church are still made in the image of God, and we will treat every human being as such. With utmost respect and love. Because Jesus said you will know, the world will know that you are my followers by how you love one uh, another. Our witness is on the line right now. Scripture invites us to mourn with those who mourn. Your neighbor is more important than an opinion. God has given us all two ears and one mouth because we should listen more than we speak. So just be a gentle, humble ear as other people process what is going on. Over the coming days and weeks, allow yourself to be silent and listen to other people. Uh, Isaiah 55.8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. There is a chance, just follow me here, okay? There is a chance, or maybe a guarantee, I don't know, a chance... That our understanding of what is best for humanity is shaded by our own ambitions, ideologies, and blind spots. We all don't see things perfectly. I mean, think about it. We've made mistakes in our own life that we're in control. Sometimes we don't even know what's best for our own life. So could it be that we don't have it perfect, how the whole world should order uh, itself? To be humble is to say, I could be wrong. And so we stay with this humble posture. Not wrong about Jesus, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But outside of that, outside of those things, man, God is teaching us. The outcomes of this world do not shake the kingdom of God, it's faithfully ad- advancing. Listen, when we can maintain this posture of trust in God, when we stay in this posture of trust in God, uh, we do not feel the need to correct or lambast our neighbors on this earth for their understanding of how our world should be ordered could it be that our need to argue and tell people how it really is and i know and ah could it be it's because we're not trusting that god is doing a bigger work in our midst and that's okay but come to jesus and let him fill that we don't have to argue We don't have to convince or degrade others into agreeing with us. This is what the Christian does. All we have to do, hear this, is love. Love is powerful. It is strong and it's transforming our world. We can trust that things outside of our control will do their good work. We trust God. When we submit and we lay it before Jesus, we know that God's going to do something that we could never do. And what God does is good because guess what? God is a good God. That's where we stand. This week, consider the possibility that your vision for how things ought to be could be wrong. Trust that God is doing something far beyond, as Scripture says, what we could even ask or uh, imagine. God is moving in our midst. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? Amen. Amen. So that is how we will go in faith this week and I would love to pray over you I would ask you can you stand and I would love to pray over us as we go just gather your your stuff you'll be headed out after this um, man but God is doing something through his people and I'm proud of our church those who are choosing the way of gentleness and love walking the humble road of Jesus who didn't come to be served but to serve I'm so proud of you guys Let's continue to chase the way of Jesus because it's literally transforming lives. So let me pray this ancient blessing uh, uh, over you. It says this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys, we love you. Um, Check us out online. You can sign up for all of our events on there or for the food pantry. So we will see you next week. Thanks guys.